0: Also, in June, on the 8th and 9th, is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope. Through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound positive changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast as well as offering personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform, just the desire to do the work and make the changes in our lives. I'm on the path to becoming an ordained minister as I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover our souls last episode, I talked about body image and perfection and really coming to terms with allowing myself to be exactly who I am and letting go of perfection. And as I sat with someone today being completely honored to hear their fifth step, it brought me thinking again, more about the topic of perfection in our personalities, in who we are, in our character, and in our style of communicating. And so that's kind of what I thought I would talk about today. One of the things that I find completely fascinating is the need for us to feel like we're supposed to be perfect. And in the last episode, I really started on that conversation of not thinking that I was somebody who felt like I needed to be perfect. And It just took off on its own and sort of wrapped itself around body image. But let's come back to that idea of us being a whole imperfect person. And then the judgment that can come in our lives about other people not being what we deem to be perfect. So as kids, our parents, of course, job is to try to teach us about the world and to teach us how to follow the rules and what is acceptable and non-acceptable behavior in our various cultures. And for most parents, they're doing the absolute best that they can and making decisions that they feel are guiding us in those ways. But as I sit with people and do coaching and do step work, it always comes back to that piece of what our parents did in our upbringing that may have been to their best intention, but still causes us hurt and wounding. And that hurt and wounding creates the character defects or the the ways that we save ourselves, that we protect ourselves in the world that consistently repeat and show up again and again in relationship. So I think for me, I didn't really have parents who had an expectation of me being perfect like some of my other friends did. But I had a lot of positive feedback that came from being a good girl. And so I learned really early to be a good girl But I am one of the lucky ones who also was a crazy hippie in New Mexico and was given a lot of leeway and freedom to discover and reach out and kind of be a more unique person. But where the perfection came in or the need to conform was in school. And so I kind of had this ability to be this wild child. And then when I would show up in school and was different I was rejected by kids my age. And I had a lot of trouble making friends when I was younger. And so I think that what I tried to do was to figure out how to morph myself into whatever it was that people wanted. And and as that kind of progressed into life, that need to be what I felt was required of me in each given social situation, and that need for that to be perfect. And I think that when I look around at how in society, we look at pictures of people or magazines or movies or Instagram, and this trend that we have to have every hair in place, every makeup perfect, every piece of clothing, couture, the highest name brands. And on some outward level, that is success. That is a societal perfection. And yet I also watch TV or movies or shows. And the shows that I think appeal to most of us are these raw vulnerable, heartfelt, heart wrenching, heartbreaking stories, the real grit and life of what is out there and what it really means to be human. And as I've separated out from that societal peace, and the peace within friendships and work to try to mold myself to put a mask on myself, that will be accepted and loved by people. I've turned a corner to really realizing that the rawness, the openness, the trueness of who I am and discovering who that person is, is really where I would rather be. And that those relationships with those people are the ones that really have depth and meaning. And that the places where I'm having to be ungenuine, disingenuous of the person that I really am are not places where I'm feeling fulfilled or heartfelt or loved. But I also recognize that that piece of myself that felt like I had to figure out how to fit in was absolutely required and necessary for me to survive as a young kid, and that the truth is that we're hard on each other, that we may want to be able to be seen a hundred percent for who we are, but would just as quickly criticize somebody for not being what we think is correct or right, so while I was sitting with these past two fifth steps, which um, for those of you who don't know the twelve steps. In the 12 steps of recovery, um, you get to a place in the fourth step where you take a fearless moral inventory of yourself, where you really look at the resentments that you have in your life, the places that are holding you back, and you look at how those situations affected you. And then the most important piece is to look at your piece of it, your cause, your interaction, your personality traits that you have established in these patterns of your life. And then the fifth step is where you tell somebody that you have this conversation with somebody, laying all that stuff out, and just probably for the first time, having somebody who you're just piecing all the pieces together from your childhood, all the way to now, and figuring out what those patterns are. And I know when I did my fifth step that there were a lot of things that were hard to kind of hold on to because I am a peacemaker. So I I don't want anybody else to be uncomfortable. So as much as I sort of had these pieces of myself that had hurt or resentment and had created these patterns, it was really hard for me to let go of the desire to still protect or find some sort of justification for the people who had caused me harm, or had hurt me. And thusly, I had created these defense mechanisms in return. And the perfection piece that we do, I know for me, it's almost like what I expect of somebody else, I don't want them to expect of me. And so when I did my work, and I looked at my defects of character, I was really able to see that I recognize in others, what I have trouble recognizing in myself. And that those gifts, those mirrors are really ways for us to be able to see more clearly. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to think that the people who irritate you the most really are the ones probably that have the most to teach you, right, that we should be looking at those people and saying, Oh, interesting, what is it about that person that is similar to me, or might have character defects, similar to my character defects. And I didn't really like thinking that way. But now that I can see it, it isn't a judgment it's really this openness it's created a space where i can open to the idea that there is more there than meets the eye so when you go through that fifth step and you come to those ends what are your character defects what are your flaws and i was just going to be totally forthcoming and read mine to you since i just went through this with somebody else and Realize so often that we share these feelings, that we're so similar in the pain that we have, and the need that we have to please others, and the way that it always flows back to something from our childhood, whether it's our parents, or our friend group or school, those formative years where our heart is really being formed. And so what I realize my character defects, my flaws, my imperfections that I cover with perfection, right? With control, with perfection are that I withdraw, that I can be self-seeking, that I can play the victim and want self-pity, I can be self-righteous, I'm afraid and I avoid conflict, I'm controlling, I can be defensive, I deny I can be enabling, I'm fearful, judgmental, sometimes I'm a gossip, I am anxious, I can be self isolating, I can be masked and closed, and I can be selfish. So when I went through the very painful and honest looking at those aspects of myself, that were the ones that created An environment that I was trying to control that created a way that I communicated and talked to and, and worked with people, where as soon as my defenses went up, as soon as I started to feel unsafe, as soon as I started to feel hurt, these were the characters that were in my life. These were the aspects of myself that jumped in and took control in my unhealthy mind. When I was in addiction and an unhealthy way of being, this is how I was more than not. And to look cleanly and clearly at those was pretty eye opening, because I still felt like with enough control, and ability to have people see me the way that I wanted them to see me, that none of that was true. But as I've done this work and relinquished my need to be in control of everything and been willing to look at those aspects of myself, they are starting to slip away. And it is completely changing because I was willing to look at them. And so the next step is to ask God to remove those character defects, right? Ask your higher power to, to release you of having those be the aspects of you that are driving your bus. And that happens on a regular basis. I went into great meditation and really mindfully and willfully asked to have these removed from me, that they were not serving me. And it was not a life that I wanted to be somebody who is withdrawn, self-seeking, a victim, self-righteous, afraid, controlling, defensive, denying, enabling, fearful, judgmental, gossiping, anxious, isolating, masked, and selfish. That is not the human being that I wanted to be. But I recognize that when I'm in a place where I'm starting to feel triggered or hurt, that if I'm not mindful, that I will revert back to these character defects, because they were my standard for so long. So on the other side of my card, I have the opposite of each of those character flaws, the assets, the better side. And those, those are outgoing, selfless, grateful, accepting, realistic, humble, modest, facing problems, tolerant, respectful, open to criticism, accepting, courageous, confident, kind, closed mouth and secure. This is the human being that I want to be. This is the human being. These are the traits that I want to walk the earth with that when I'm in a situation that is feeling difficult that I go to these aspects of myself to handle the situation, to lean on my higher power and say, help me come from this place, this place that is not perfect, this place that is willing to take responsibility for mistakes, this place that doesn't have to have everything all together, this place that is kooky and a little bit awkward, and doesn't have to have everything together to be loved. The truth is that when you're around people that seem like they have everything all together, sometimes it's uncomfortable to be around those people. And behind closed doors, I don't think there's anybody who really has it all together. So to allow myself to truly be vulnerable, allow myself to have faults, allow myself to not always get it right, to not always say the right thing, to not always look like I spent an hour putting myself together to not have the kind of body or wardrobe that you find in magazines to just be me. And when I connect with other people, In that way of this humble, modest, tolerant, respectful, honest, accepting, courageous, confident, kind person, I find that I'm met with them showing me who they are on their positive trait side. And I think the more that we are aware of how the perfection is really hiding pain and fear. And open to the idea that we can accept each other with the flaws that we have. And with gentleness and kindness starts first with us doing that for ourselves. That we must be gentle and kind and accepting of ourselves. And that we all came from some place in our early development that created these defense mechanisms that were required for us. And now that I don't have to use alcohol to try to pretend to be somebody that I'm not, I have a whole different look about the world and about myself. I feel that I can expose myself and allow myself to know that I will be accepted by many and I will be rejected by some and I will still be exactly who I am And I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And I know that I can trust and lean on my faith and my higher power to give me the strength to be that. So that's what's on my mind today. And I just hope that all of you, it's so fun to look and see that we have listeners all over the world, all over the country. People that I've met, people that I've never met. And that it is an opportunity for us to be ourselves, to find a community and a place where we don't have to hide behind a mask of perfection, that we can be raw, that we can be vulnerable, that we can be honest about who we are, and we can be seen for exactly who we are. I'd love to have you go to the website and fill out the contact form because I'm curious of who everybody is all over the country, and how you are working to recover your soul. What are the little nuggets? What are the little tools that you are taking from either this podcast or other spiritual development that are helping make a difference in your life? What is growing your consciousness and providing you happiness? The more that we recognize these aspects of ourselves and the more that we really lean into our spiritual world, the better we're going to move in that direction. The more we take responsibility for ourselves, for our own happiness, turn within, do the work within and stop expecting the world outside to change. We have to change the inside first. So I will continue to be aware of my negative aspects when I'm in a place of trigger or feeling like I need to be in response to something. And I am grateful that I have this list. I'm grateful that I have this list, that I have recognized these aspects of myself, and I'm going to turn the page and I'm going to continue to grow my spiritual life and my positive traits out there in the world. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website, recoveryoursoul.net, where you can find out more about Rachel book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive updates. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook and become part of our transformation community. If you'd like to support the production of this podcast, we'd love for you to visit the website and donate on the homepage. Thank you.